Welcome, everybody, to the, the podcast. I'm here with Felicia Hudson. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Fantastic. I'm really good, really good. It's great to have you on the show and uh, and talk about self-care and adult education and everything there is to it uh, at this particular time. And so can, can we start off with a bit about your background, Felicia, and what it is that you do in adult ed and what brought you to, to your line of work? Okay. So basically, I'm a teacher. I've been a teacher in adult ed. This is my fourth year in adult ed. I teach English, secondary three, four, five. I teach life skills and advanced English. So I teach 17 courses in one. So it's a, it's a lot of work uh, and it is a pleasure. I love, I love it. I never, I never thought through my whole journey that I would wind up teaching adults. And it's actually something I, I adore. I started off, uh, my first full-time job was teaching kindergarten for three years. And since I've taught everything from kindergarten all the way up to sec five, and I've taught university as well. So the only thing I haven't taught yet is CJ. I've taught every subject and I've taught in English and in French. And I just love teaching. So my favorite thing to say is, you know, um, I can teach in the sand. Whatever I have with me, I will find a way to make it work. And so I've also, ha- I also have a master's in uh, it's a big mouth, big mouthful, educational psychology and counseling, special needs and integration, which, <laughs> which basically means that I've learned, well, through life experience and through that program, I've learned to work with students with special needs. So students, I, I think all students, because everyone has a need, you know, we, we all have needs, either physical uh, learning, emotional, you know, we all have needs. So how can I best meet uh, all of my students' needs is really important for me. And one of those ways is through um, extracurricular activities. So I teach in class, I teach academics. In my class, I try to teach community as well, create an atmosphere where everyone belongs, where everyone is uh, welcome, where everyone is cherished and loved, regardless of who they are, what they do, you know, they could be, like, I don't care. That's my, once my student, my student for life. And that's what I tell them all the time. So for me, it's really important to create that type of an atmosphere where students feel cared for. They know that regardless of whatever they might do, I will always care about them and I will always be there for them. So we create an atmosphere of mutual respect uh, where I respect my students, I care about them, and I expect the same back. So it creates, it creates a really nice uh, feeling. And so when, so that's my background as well. I'm also an herbalist and I'm a yoga instructor. I teach all types of yoga. So I teach Nidra, uh, Yin, Hatha. I do Hatha Flow, Hatha Vedanta Yoga. I'm also studying now. I'm a little crazy. I like to study a lot, but I like to show my students that I'm a lifelong learner because I want them to see that, you know, we're, we're all learning all the time. And I'm hoping that when they leave the classroom, they will continue being lifelong learners. So I share my journey with them as well. So right now, I'm, I've just finished my training to be a doula, which is somebody who uh, accompanies people who are, are pregnant through their pregnancies and then uh, through their birth and through their uh, post-pregnancy as well, caring for their infant, et cetera. And I'm also um, an aerial yoga instructor. So I'm just doing another 250-hour training for that. 
and I just decided to go back to university. So I'm in uh, University of Chabot doing my uh, education management uh, program. So I'm always busy and I show my students that, you know, that's, it's a, it's a good thing to be busy, to, to have a passion, to uh, constantly want to learn. So that's my path a little bit. That is the sensation of that you're leading by example. You're showing your students that, you know, instead of them looking at you like, oh, wow, amazing, look at Felicia go, like, you know, we could never do that. You know, she's just just amazing. You're actually creating that trust and that belief in, in your students by leading by example, but creating that trust that you said that they they want to uh, learn not for you, but but because of you've built that trust. That's amazing. Great job. Yeah, and I want them to see that everyone is capable of reaching and soaring and flying, and it's important. It's really important because um, a lot of students that we get, people did not believe in them, mm. uh, or or they've lived adversity, or they are living adversity. Not everyone is in, you know, an easy space. Let's say some people have a really hard home life. Some people have a hard financial life. Anyway, it's the, the, the students I get are so beautiful and varied, and I love telling them how blessed I feel to have them in my class. I just, I learn so much from every single one of them. So, yes, that's... Uh, that's, that's great. It's, it goes to show that you as a, you've obviously had a heart for teaching, uh, and I was going to ask you, had, had you always had this as a young person, if we went to high school together, you know, you know if we were in grade nine together, were you always like that? Okay, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. My mother uh, used to tell me all the time I was born a little mommy and a little teacher. Uh, a lot of my students tell me that they feel like I'm almost their mom sometimes uh, mm. because I care so much about them. And they know I do. And they know that I kick their butt virtually, not for real, because I don't <laughs> believe in violence, but um, that I kick their butt virtually all the time. Yes, when I was younger, I used to play high school all the time with my friends. The whole block, I would be the teacher. I would create lessons for them. And I would, you know, through the whole block outside, all the different nooks and crannies, I would, that was the English class and that was the math class. And, you know, so I was an elementary teacher playing high school and I was the teacher. However, that being said, I actually took different paths because I had this feeling that I didn't want to do something that was traditional to women. I wanted to, you know, be a trailblazer and do other things. So I denied this um, passion within me to some regards. And I went into translation, English, French translation. I love languages. I speak three languages. And I, I did uh, psychology and I did all kinds of things that didn't have to do with education and just wound up realizing that that's really what I am, who I am, and I'm a teacher, that's what I love. So I even became a pedagogical consultant in special needs and in, like in the school board for math, science, and special needs uh, for the school board I'm in, Stroford Laurier School Board. And I also uh, was a consultant at the Kativik School Board up north. So I got the uh, pleasure of going to Kujuak and working with the team and meeting the students, and that was beautiful. Oh, what a beautiful experience that was. Wow. Yeah. So I just love teaching. I just love teaching. Wow, that's amazing. Those experiences that you've gathered along the way it's certainly serving you well now. And uh, gosh, I love how you, you know, kick the students' butt virtually and then you'll say namaste at the end of it. I love it. It's great. <laughs> 
Exactly. (laughs) In terms of yoga, I decided that in adult ed, I've always taught yoga in class, like with my students. When I was teaching in elementary school, I would teach my students, you know, we would have uh, stop time and we would just do yoga at our desks, uh, desk yoga. I'd let them, you know, sit on their desks and sit cross-legged in Sukhasana to, to make it different because I have a hard time sitting all day. I can't imagine my poor students, you know, like it's, it's really hard to sit all day. So that's how I started with yoga, getting students up, getting them moving, doing breathing. We would do breathing exercises. So then when I went to teach high school, I decided, okay, I'm going to try it with them too. I thought maybe they won't like it because, you know, they have that stereotype of the teenager. Well, there is no real stereotype of teenager. They're all individuals. They're just like you and me. I mean, I remember myself when I was a teenager. I'm not much different, you know, I'm just wiser. (laughs) But so I did it in, in high school as well in my classes and I would stop all my students and they loved it. At first it was a bit like, oh my God, this is weird. And then after a while I was like, Miss, when are we going to do that again? You know, in adult ed, I thought, hey, how can I bring this in? So I started teaching yoga at lunchtime once a week and the students loved it. It was predominantly women because in adult ed, we have students of all ages. So a lot of my first students were women with children who didn't have time after school, who didn't have the opportunity with their kids. Like they couldn't even watch YouTube videos because the kids would be sitting on them and climbing in. So I offered that to them. That was my karma yoga. So I didn't charge extracurriculars for them. Then I started word of mouth. And then I started really kind of teasing all my students about it in class. And I got up to half, half guys and girls. And then they started begging me for more yoga. So I went to two days a week, uh, which was wonderful. And it created a really nice community of students that we all worked together to grow in our yoga practice. Last year, just before the COVID hit, my class was predominantly male. I had, uh, it's often it was just me and another student who were not male. <laughs> so it was pretty amazing because I think they realized that Yoga is not like this stereotype of mm, sit there and do nothing. Uh, I'm pretty tough. I, I work them hard. So they build strength. And the, my students were building strength. And they liked it. They like to see it. And they love the relaxation at the end. So you work hard and then you get to relax. And then you just, and you feel good. And then they would go back to class and they would feel good. Have you seen a flow effect, uh, especially with, you know, the way students are feeling at the moment and, you know, high levels of stress and, uh, and you know, maybe caused because of isolation and, and just the, the, the whole toughness of it all at the moment? Have you, have you noticed the positive effects that it's, that it's having on students? The students tell me all the time that it just feels good. And I, I mentioned yoga and I don't even have to anymore because now they're all like, yeah, yeah, it's good. And even my, my die-hard students are like, never, I'm not doing yoga. Some of them are, are starting to contemplate, well, maybe I would. And when I mentioned um, doing the online yoga classes, some of my students who never wanted to partake before said, yeah, I'm going to try it this time, you know. Uh, maybe because there's also the option of turning the camera off so they don't feel shy. To me, if it gets them to do yoga and gets them to find a place of serenity and peace within themselves as well, that's wonderful, you know. Yeah. 
So yeah, the COVID um, has been tough on the students. It really has. There is that sense of isolation, especially um, at the beginning when we couldn't go into class at all. We weren't going into school. The, the concept of wearing masks all the time now is really hard on the students. They aren't looking forward to that so much. Yeah. However, yeah. even that being said, I was really surprised last week when even after being told that we had a case of COVID in class, I had six students show up physically, like in presence. I was shocked. I have a max of 10 places because we have to be two meters apart in order to be according to the government guidelines. So yeah, it was really cool to see that. My students are really bothering me, bothering me, <laughs> begging me to do some online classes or do or put my classes on YouTube. So I, I'm I'm excited to start doing that. Yeah. They feel it. They do. And I mean, even if we can't do yoga per se, because at first the government was saying no extracurricular activities. Uh, I wanted to do yoga online, but uh, the government said no. And then the school board said no, too many problems, you know, insurance and stuff like that. So even so in class, trying to keep, you know, just keep that attitude of, you know, I care about you. You know, when, when a student's gone for a few days, I email them. I say I harass them to come back and I miss you, you know, the class misses you. It's not the same without you, please come back. And often they do come back. That's fantastic. When you're doing it from a genuine part of yourself and that you, you're actually going out of your way to, to follow up with them and showing them that, you, you know, they do matter and, you know, that's, that's credit to yourself as a teacher to be able to offer that to your students. Um, they're very fortunate for, for that. You're offering no judgment you still want them to to grow academically as well, but you know there's been no judgment on their performance necessarily in that regard because you know it's that old saying, isn't it? People people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care, right? Like yeah, it's true. So that's, my students know I love them. Yeah, that's yeah that's super important. They're my clan. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So, so can you tell us about then, I guess that flows over into other aspects of what you do as, as well, uh, extracurricular activities that you're, you've put on and involved in. And, and I'm just reading here the, the walk with me. Can you share us a bit about that? And, and there's, a, there's a, a social media group that you've created as well that's kind of apparently grown into something uh, a bit bigger than what you'd sort of initially started it for. Well, I had been avoiding Facebook because I had had a bad experience in the past where I got hacked. Mm. So I had been avoiding it. And then finally I decided, you know what, I'm just going to start it. I'm, I'm going to see what happens. On March 22nd, so a few days, like a week after the COVID where we had to stay home, I decided that, um, well, I was very nervous about losing all my students when this happened, the, the COVID shutdown. I was really worried. So I made sure that my presence was there, that I was keeping them interested and engaged. So I created a group called Walk With Me. I wanted to encourage my students to get out and move <laughs> because I'm not being stereotypical saying this because my students tell me themselves. A lot of them love video games and they will admit to me that they will stay up all night playing video games and then sleep all day or they'll spend the whole day doing video games. It gets crazy. So I thought, 
fine, do your video games, but get out at least an hour, you know, like get out, go outside, go see the beauty of the world, you know. So I thought, okay, maybe if I do social media, I'll get some of my students on there and get them to start posting pictures of their walks. So when I go for my walks, I take pictures and I, I post them and I share what I'm doing. I share, you know, what I see. I share. It's not, it's, it's not big. It's not a big deal. It's just that concept of a community, you know? I, I throw out challenges to like, okay, I challenge everybody to give me one picture. Look outside, take a picture and share it, you know, at least stick your nose outside. <laughs> yeah, and now mm -hmm. it's grown. I have 104 members in the group, which is really fun. Some of them are students, family, friends, and people I don't know because I, I made it a public group. So now I have people asking to join from the outside. So then afterwards I saw, okay, this is kind of cool. And I have a lot of students who love to eat. So I also created Eat With Me where I'm trying to share like, you know, some healthy stuff. And But I mean, if people post their cookies and their kicks and all that, that's fine too. Whatever people are making, as long as, you know, we're sharing and we're creating community, we're not alone, everybody's together. And then I created a group called Meditate With Me, which that has been a little bit slower to get going, you know? I actually don't know how many people I have in there. I think it's about 70. A lot of people are, you know, they just, look they're there they go and they look at all the posts but they don't post which is okay as well if that makes them feel good like whatever's good for everybody there's no pressure there's no it, it's just meant to be something to bring people together break the isolation have a good feeling you know when you see a picture of a sunset and then another picture of a waterfall and then another picture of somebody you know all, i love kayaking also so all summer i was picked putting pictures of what I saw during my kayaking. And so when you see that, it kind of brings a sense of calm, whether you like it or not, <laughs> whether you want it to or not. That's great. Again, you're leading by example by posting, you know, those pictures. And and it's not those common social media posts as in look at me or it's a sponsored post or, you know, they're getting paid for promotion of sneakers and with, or whatever. It's fine. But you're just promoting uh, those pictures inspire people to to get out and walk with you or eat with you or meditate with you and i, I was just thinking you should tell your gamers that uh you know with esports being such a massive uh, thing in life now i mean there's teams where they're they're training you know they're going out and move their training like a like a, a track and field team or whatever they're mm -hmm. they're doing exercise and they're doing core stability strength and uh, allows them to play longer and they're, they're like an athlete you know it's an esports so um, mm, and what's athlete with you know good mental capacity in in, in uh, meditation uh, uh, eating eating the right things or you know having a couple cakes along the way that's all right but you know okay, yeah so yeah that that could be something to inspire some of your esports esports uh, <laughs> e really um, especially with the gyms being closed that's really hard for a lot of my students they're used to going to the gym you know several times a week and yeah they're not as motivated at home. It's hard. You're distracted by everybody else who's at home with you. It's, it's hard to stay focused. And that, that's a big thing. It's it's hard to stay focused, especially uh, with everything that's there to distract you as well, right? Like, you know, there's, you know, notifications, there's different things going on. Video and, games. Yeah, video, <laughs> it's true. I mean, I mean also, yeah, yeah, definitely. So would you have a, a couple of things um that you might recommend someone who's listening and, and just looking for a couple of solutions or things they could try in regards to their 
self-care or, you know, if they're feeling anxious at the, at the current situation or their schoolwork or overwhelmed or is there one or two things that you could recommend to, to them? Number one, breathe. Okay. I tell my students, my family, my friends, I tell everybody all the time, breathe. <sighs> nice and common because often when we're stressed out, we hold our breath. Yeah. And we need our brain to be oxygenated. We need to have that breath coming in. And then trying to breathe consciously. So when you breathe in, you take in the good. When you breathe out, you let go. You let go of everything, the toxins, clean yourself out. So that's number one. Breathing is really important. And there's something called 60 seconds that is a psychologist who has kind of coined the term. And basically what you do is you put your feet flat on the ground. You put your back very comfortable on a chair. You think of a place in nature that makes you feel really good. Close your eyes you, or before you can put a timer for 60 seconds, because some people think they don't have time for meditating. But 60 seconds is incredible reset time. So you sit down, feet on the ground to be grounded, chair to feel supported, and you just breathe for 60 seconds. Very even breathing. So in, out, trying to keep it even the whole time while imagining this beautiful place, this wonderful, it could be a beach, it could be a, under a palm tree, it could be on a mountain, sitting in the snow, whatever makes you feel good. And it's incredible how it releases the stress. And I also encourage students to do that before exams as well, because you can do it without anybody noticing that you're doing it. It's not something that makes you stand out like, oh, my God, there he goes with his yoga, you know. Yeah. It's, it's just a moment that you take for yourself. 60 seconds, that's all it takes to trigger the brain to get out of that hyper, you know, the tenning, the stress level that you have, whew, brings it down right away. So that, for me, is, is, is a technique that's really important to use. You should try it, too. One of the things that I, I get in my mind when you're going through that is the feeling of embarrassment. I, I, like to do it and and maybe that's what other people feel as though when they do it oh, like I'm going to look silly I'm going to I feel stupid doing it like and uh, I don't really understand how this is going to help me lower my stress make me you know think clearer for exams or whatever so you do, don't know until you try it <laughs> yeah yeah I mean that's the thing so so um do you have anything for you know someone who like myself who doesn't want to look like the fool in front of someone that is, you know, in some other people closing my eyes, taking a deep breath or whatever. Do, do, do you just sort of try and it go, that feeling goes away or how, how, does it, how does it work? Well, at first, if you're shy about it and you're around people, you can keep your eyes open. A little trick is to take this beautiful machine, put the picture on there that makes you feel good, put it in front of you and just breathe. Just okay. make sure your feet are on the ground, well-planted, your back is really well-supported, and you just breathe, and you look at the picture. So nobody's going to, I mean, everybody looks at their phone, right? <laughs> nobody's going to find that that's a weird thing. Nobody's going to know, everybody. Nobody's going to know. <laughs> no, that's it. And I've been teaching this for just this little technique. I've been teaching it, I think, for like six, seven years. Uh, when I was a consultant, I was going through all the schools, working in 36 schools and four centers. I taught it to teachers. I taught it to students. And all of them reacted really positively, positively and said, wow, never would have I have thought that 
you know, such a simple thing could be so cleansing, so calming. Also, you can do it in your car. Well, don't close your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> to pull over on the side of the road before you do that. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, you know, just before going somewhere, like if you're, if you're going, I don't know, to an interview for a podcast or something and you're stressed or you're nervous, just sit, take those 60 seconds and then take off in, in the car, you know. Just take that moment to ground. It's, it's a grounding. We need to ground. We're so up here in our intellectual moments, you know. We, we've forgotten what it is to be in our whole body. We've forgotten what it is to be in touch with our whole being, you know. Yeah, what, what, does, what does grounding mean exactly? Yeah. Grounding means to, well, the way I see it is in, as an image. I see it as planting my roots in the ground so that I feel solid, I feel safe, I feel stable. So that's what you're doing. You're grounding yourself so that you're getting rid of the anxiety. You're getting rid of what, what could happen, what happened. Oh, my gosh, the worries. They're not there anymore. You're living right now in this moment of 60 seconds now. That's it. That's all. There's nothing else that exists except for this moment. That is grounding. Once you have that and you have that core and that stability, it's so much easier to move on with your day and to be okay, you know, going on right okay. thanks for explaining that because i can really visualize that that grounding effect having a really positive kind of reset and then and then go again thanks it's for important that. to do yeah. it it's really important to do it so that would be my first suggestion the next suggestion is get outside get air get a change you know don't stay always in the same area because it depends on our beliefs but it has been shown that air can become stagnant and when you're always in the same area and you're always in the same space, that space becomes stagnant. And therefore, it's harder to be creative. It's harder to grow. So getting out of that area, moving from area to area, even if you're in your house and you're studying, try to study in different areas, not always in the same place. You know, I don't mean every five minutes. <laughs> I mean, maybe one day you do it in the kitchen, one day you do it in the living room. You know, trying to change your mind space so that you feel good because otherwise you get it, it pulls you down it makes you feel not as light and ready to go so getting out that's so important and staying in touch with people okay that's really important regardless of how you do it i know people don't like to call people as much but you can facetime you can i mean there are so many platforms now zoom meet teams there, there's so many platforms that you can now even chat with people like we're doing right yeah, now yeah, yeah. and just that makes it feel so much better to be honest with you i'm kind of zoomed out because i'm on zoom all <laughs> the time yeah however yeah. i am so grateful that we have this because imagine 20 years ago how would we have handled this you know yeah i i've had to change my mindset that i, I have to zoom right now to i get to zoom right now yes. whereas yes. you know like in the 1920s we would never have had this opportunity to to do this and uh and my family's in australia so you know to be able to do this is just a you know yeah. just so grateful for it that's uh, amazing so what I'm, I'm getting the feeling is that you, you know number one okay so um breathing and number two is you know get outside movement body movement and number three is changing your position uh you know say whatever you're doing so like not stagnating in one area so you know, just being open to being, you know, studying in different areas. What 
would you recommend when you get that feeling or that saying is the hardest thing about going for a run outside is putting on your shoes or putting on your shorts, right? Like that that little slight decision that you go, uh, I, I, I know I have to move and I have to get outside, I know, but and then you and then you don't you stay you stay in there or whatever what would you say to 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 just you know make that decision okay just get outside or, or just change your position uh, you know that that decision making uh concept is if you know what i mean it's it's a tough one because yeah. especially in the winter i think in the summer it's easier because you just can walk outside yeah. yeah you can just go in the winter it's tougher what i do i'm very i'm very disciplined though what I do is every single morning, I take my dog out, no matter how cold it is. So it's to the point now that doesn't matter how cold it is because I'm used to it. So getting that habit. So how do you kickstart that habit? You just have to do it. You know, I use this phone. This, this, I love this thing. This is like my baby, my phone. Uh, I have alarms for everything. It drives my children crazy. So what I do is I have alarms. Go take dog out. So it rings and I put the most annoying alarm. I, I'm not into these beautiful, you know, you would think I, cause I'm so Zen that that's what I would want, but no, cause then it'll just make me sit and meditate. So what I do is I put like the most annoying alarm, go outside, go take the dog. Okay. Now what are you going to do? Change positions. Okay. I've been on the, I've been on the computer for two hours. Move, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so I use my phone all the time, putting alarms to remind myself to do things. So that's a way to kickstart my butt, which I think is one of the hardest things. Once you get into the habit of doing it, it's easier. The other, what, the other thing is give yourself a purpose. Okay, so with the COVID, it's hard to have a purpose because nothing's open and nobody can go anywhere. So what I do is I give myself a pur purpose. Um, what am I going to do this morning? Well, I have to go around the block at least one time. One time, that's it. I wind up doing 10 times, but I, you know, get that thing just one time. So little increments and no judgment. You have to not judge yourself. If you go outside and it's really cold and you decide, oh, no, 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 thank you. Okay, so today it's not going to happen. Try it again tomorrow. At least you got outside to see yeah. that it was cold, right? So one thing at a time, small steps, little increments, just giving yourself a purpose to go do it. Uh, you know, like, some of the stores are open, so, okay, I'm going to go to a store. What am I going to go do there? Well, I'll find something to do there, but I'm going to walk. I'm not going to take a car. I'm not going to, you know. Yeah, in the winter, it's tougher. But my advice for the winter is put on snow pants. I do. Bundle up. You won't be cold. Beautiful. Yeah. And nobody's outside, so it doesn't matter what we look like. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> I look like a big snow person, you know. <laughs> but that's okay because I'm getting outside. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what you want. And do something daring. Like try dare, dare yourself to do something. Right. Something different. Something, you know. I don't know. Like, well, my students know I'm a little bit crazy. So I will like throw myself down hills and I will, you know, roll in the snow and I will <laughs> So just dare yourself to do something, something that you wouldn't normally do. That's, that's that's right. Everybody's a little bit little crazy. They're just not willing to admit it or they're just a little bit too shy to do it in, in front of others or, you know, worried about uh, judgment. But, uh, but 
taking your advice is certainly certainly going to you know clear a few things like that up i think and give people more confidence to just yolo you know <laughs> it's just yeah. you know, when was the last time you did something for the first time sorry that's what i meant to say but well felicia thanks so much for your time i mean uh, do you any final thoughts you want to leave with people uh, before we sort of wrap things up just be at peace with yourself live live the COVID is not an excuse to stop living we need to live Live, live every moment, cherish every moment, be in the moment. Worrying about tomorrow is useless because tomorrow does not exist. And worrying about the past is useless because the past does not exist. So should we forget about the past? No. Should we learn from our lessons? Yes. But should we hold on to them and, you know, perseverate over them? No. We have to live in the now, appreciate the now. Like now I'm having fun doing a podcast. I'm not worrying about having to cook supper. Or I actually forgot I had to do that. <laughs> so really, living in the moment is really, really important. And I know it sounds so cliche because everyone says that. You know, you, there are all kinds of little billboards that say live in the moment. It's a hard thing to really do. Once you start getting used to doing it, it feels so amazing because you can so appreciate right now and so even though we have the COVID and even though right now sometimes it's tough if you look around and you try to see what is beautiful about this moment it makes it so much nicer so much better yeah that's that's fantastic advice thank thank you so much Felicia for your time it's been wonderful I've been really enjoyed the moment so thank you very much and (laughs) and, uh, I hope to hope to continue uh moving forward into the future and maybe join a yoga session or two and maybe get you back on the show again in the in the near future yes that would be my pleasure thank you so much this was fun <laughs>